0: Let us pray. O God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Where are you from? That is the question that Pontius Pilate asks Jesus at his trial just before his death. It is a question that haunts all of John's gospel. Trying to figure out the identity of Jesus keeps coming back to that question, where are you from? So in today's gospel reading, the crowds are debating whether Jesus could be the Messiah, and they conclude that he couldn't be because they know where he's from, and when the Messiah comes, they won't know where the Messiah is from. And earlier, when Jesus said he was the bread that came down from heaven, the crowds doubt this also, and they say, is not this Jesus whose mother and father we know? How can he say that he came down from heaven? And later, they say that the Messiah must come from Bethlehem. And Jesus comes from Galilee, so he could not be the Messiah. And then a bit later in the story, in the story of the man born blind, the religious authorities dismiss Jesus precisely because they say, we don't know where this man is from. Now, despite all this confusion swirling around Jesus, for the reader of John's gospel, the answer to the question, where are you from, is clear from the outset. We're told right at the beginning that Jesus came from God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So that's the answer to the question, where Jesus is from. And Jesus himself states his origins repeatedly throughout the story. For instance, in this passage where he says, I know God because I am from God and God sent me. You couldn't get clearer than that. And Jesus says variations on this statement throughout the gospel. As is often the case in John's gospel, Jesus is talking on one level of meaning, and those around him are talking and hearing on another level of meaning, so you have that sense of them talking past each other. When the crowds talk about where he's from, they think that this is a geographical question. But when Jesus talks about where he's from, he is offering a theological answer. And the disconnect between geography and theology is what keeps missing on this question of where are you from. And the same thing happens again right after this passage where Jesus says, I will be with you a little longer, and then I'm going to him who sent me. You will search for me, but you cannot find me. And then the crowd hearing this says, Does that mean that he's going to be with the Greeks? Is he going to the dispersion? So once again, they take his answer, they take this question and what he said, literally and geographically, where he means it more deeply and theologically. The two levels of meaning are set up in John's gospel in order to pose for us, the readers, that stark choice with which the gospel opens. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But to those who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. So that's the choice you see throughout John's gospel, whether to believe in Christ as the Son of God and where he's from, that is God, or to reject him. And those are the choices that are laid out in stark terms throughout the gospel. The answer to the question, where is Jesus from, can only be answered through faith. To believe in Jesus is to know that he comes from God, that he is the word made flesh, that he is the Messiah, God's only son. So the fact that the people start arguing about the geography of this question just shows that they do not understand. They don't believe. They have not accepted him and become children of God. But to those who believe and become children of God, we are the ones who understand or are given the choice to understand and believe the answer to this question. And when we acknowledge that Jesus is the one who comes from God and is God, then we are able to participate in this downward movement of the sun and the movement back because he says to his own followers toward the end of the gospel, I go to prepare a place for you, so where I am you may be also. This shift is a radical change of identity. It is what Jesus meant when he talked to Nicodemus about being born from above or being born again. It is to become not children of this age, but children of God. And it's not a one-off event, not just to say yes to Jesus and then you're done. Actually, we're born again over and over again as we come to believe in and entrust ourselves to Jesus ever more deeply. We see this in Peter's story in John's gospel where he denied him and then was drawn back to him at the very end. Do you love me? Feed my sheep? Feed my lambs? That's how the journey happens in Peter's life over time. And the same thing with the man born blind, who comes to faith slowly. First, he says, this is the man called Jesus who opened my eyes, and he said he was a prophet, and he says he's from God, and then he worships him as the son of man. So, to become a child of God, to know how to answer that question, where are you from, is a lifelong process. But it's heightened, I would say, here in a seminary, where we're challenged on a daily basis in this intense atmosphere to a deeper claiming and development of ourselves as children of God and born of God. And it's not an easy process because it's a change of identity. It's a change of our homeland. It's a change in the sense of where we are from. Seminary is a time, I would say, of homelessness. And now on one level, geographically, we could say, yes, this is true, because Students uproot themselves from their lives and they come and they live here for a period of time and so you leave your home behind and you don't really go back to it. That's the hard part. But it's also a kind of a homelessness, I would say, for those of us who live and work here because our community is constantly changing. People are coming, people are going, so there's a sense that it's hard to feel that this is home as well for those of us who are here permanently. And of course, the homelessness goes deeper than geography, just as in John's gospel, because what is happening to us is that we are being reformed into a new identity as children of God. So we're leaving behind an old sense of self and being born anew, born again. And so that is an experience, in a sense, of homelessness. But the theological point of this experience is to get us to see that our home is no longer a geographical place, whether it's Bethlehem, Galilee, Wisconsin, New York, wherever it is we have called home, and never really was home. Nor is our home found in old ideas of identity about who we are separate from God. Instead, we come to find that our home is with God. Jesus Christ. He is our true home because he is the source of our true identity as children of God. So our home is with him, on the road with him, coming from God as he does, going back to God as he is. And once we realize this, we are at home anywhere because he is Is everywhere. Yes, we are at home anywhere as children of God, but especially here at this table where we meet him in the bread and wine in his very body and blood. This table is in a deepest sense our home here on earth because this is where we meet Christ, and become one with him. So when you come to the table today, know that in the deepest sense, you are coming home.